0: Buddy, you're listening and watching the rude horror podcast i'm marcus rude and today i'm here with larry sands and eric kasloff as they talk about their new indiegogo campaign fund for a movie they're working on called hillsborough road
1: uh first off just want to say how are you guys doing
2: doing good man thank you for having us on the show
1: yes very good thank you as well yes No problem, no problem. So, um, are
0: you guys, like, uh, co-writing, co-producing, like, directing? Or uh, what are your guys' involvement in the Hillsborough Road movie?
2: Um, Larry is co-producing cinematography and acting. He's actually a great cinematographer and actor. You can see his movie, um, Adjusting Honor, on Amazon Prime
1: right now. Thank you, awesome. Eric. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and Eric actually, he wrote the script, and he he will be the sole director <laughs> of this thing <laughs> of the shindig. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome. And uh, so you guys are doing an Indiegogo campaign for for the film, and uh, could you maybe tell us a little bit about? Uh, what the film's about and uh, what kind of direction you're wanting to go with the horror genre. Oh, that's a good question. That's
2: a great <laughs> question. Um, well, it is a 1980s slasher movie. Um, it takes place in a town called Hillsborough Valley where there is an urban legend about Alex Williamson. If you go to the Williamson farm and shout pig effer, Alex Williams comes after you. Now, the story focuses on this guy named Joe who just moves to the town of Hillsborough. He ends up blowing the most important baseball game of the year. So to get back at him, the bullies get the girl he likes into coming with them to play Pig Effer.
1: It Actually, I should say, it is the quintessential... 80s uh 80s story um if 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 your guests are familiar with 80s horror um it is (laughs) eric likes to uh, eric likes to describe it as it's a bunch of teenagers doing stuff that they're not supposed to and being where they're definitely not supposed to be there because Mm -hmm. they may or may not die can we give that away or no yeah the okay. two
2: biggest inspirations for the movie, and this is no joke, even that we had the cast watch these movies and they got it. And it is Dazed and Confused and Friday to Thirteenth Part 6, Jason Lives. <laughs>
0: oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jason 6 is probably my favorite. Right? Like, Same actually. here.
2: Same here. We did an episode of the Smells Like Teen Horror podcast where it was Jason Lives versus Dream Warriors, because those are considered, Mm -hmm. I think, the two best sequels in each franchise and jason lives wiped the floor with rain warriors yeah
1: you know it it is weird because you know as, as eric had mentioned we we collectively i even went back and watched dazed and confused and watched it and i'm sitting there thinking oh my god because it's so it's so weird because you know, with horror films, I don't think you get, well, at least in the 80s, you don't get a lot of, like, character development. You know, it's just like, boom, and they're dead, right? You get to know them. But mm-hmm. but we really get to know our characters, and there's, like, a history. And, you know, it's a, what, 80, 85-page script? And Eric, oh, okay. Eric yeah. He, yeah, he 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 didn't cram it. it poetic, how it's written like all the, the character developments. Cause you really literally care for these these characters and then all of a sudden they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um so I was quite I was quite surprised, uh pleasantly surprised. I shouldn't have been, but it, it really dawned on me that yeah, it really is much like um uh the character development of Dazed and confused and the the ridiculous killings of Friday the thirteenth part six which I really loved by the way as well. I was yeah just ridiculous um, killings. That's what's great. your
2: favorite kill in um Jason Lives, Marcus?
0: Um well like the 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 scene that really like just resonates with me from seeing a little kid like at the beginning uh, the kids go to the graveyard to uh, dig up his body to see if he's really dead and it's all like raining and just it really sets the you know it really sets up the atmosphere of, yeah. uh, of a scary film and uh, you know and then like when the lightning strikes and uh, brings him back to life uh, yeah. that just it that really just uh resonate with me um and, and i i think he doesn't he kill the one of the i forgot who it was like the graveyard guy or some
1: horse the guy that played horse Right? right it <laughs> was tommy jarvis was that the one that's the opening right Eric? Yeah. Mark
2: yeah, when guy. he punches the guy, it's funny cuz the guy even says my heart can't take this and then Jason rips his heart out a few minutes later.
1: It's great. <laughs> it's great. And it yeah. just actually occurred to me that's like the like like Frankenstein, right? He brought him back yeah. with the electricity. So that's like yeah. a you know a, a super classic um horror movie moment is when he gets brought back by the elec- electricity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I really like that aspect as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, another thing you said, the goal with the movie, this has kind of been our campaign slogan is to make horror fun again. Because right now horror's not fun. I mean, uh everything major horror-wise is pretty much A24 now again, things like *Midsommar* and *Heredity*, oh. *The Witch*, they're shot really, really well, but they're not fun, man. Like yeah. I really didn't like *Midsommar* or *Heredity* that much.
0: Yeah, they they're more like uh, on the serious side of horror, and they want to make make it very unsettling and disturbing, which which I get and uh i'm with you as far as hereditary i did not like that movie i don't know why i didn't cuz everyone claims it's like one of the greatest horror movies of all time uh midsummer on the other hand i did enjoy it i thought it was uh something very different and it really made uh scary situations in like this bright vibrant settings which mm-hmm. uh i thought was pretty unique yeah
1: yeah. It it actually yeah, the it, ending was pretty bomb. Oh,
2: yeah, it definitely oh,
1: was. It, it it's it's funny because we we did uh Midsummer uh for our uh Smells Like Teen Horror podcast. And uh man, it messed me up. <laughs> I I it, it, and much like you Marcus, I agree. It's it's this beautiful vibrant setting and then all of a sudden it's like this slow descent into I don't want to call it madness, but it really is right? this whole thing that they got going and it really messed me up and I, like uh one out of five, I said it was a five because it messed me up and it was it was a great it was a great shot it, the, it was shot beautiful and everything. Um, and so for what it for what it is, I, I don't know if it's a horror movie. I know it's a psychological, you know it's a mind effort. You know? Um and yes. uh but yeah, the whole thing I was just like dazed. I was literally dazed and confused on <laughs> <in> our show. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's definitely uh it's almost kind of like hostile mixed with like a cult movie. Because, you know yeah. American Americans going over to another country and almost like hostile. They don't know what they're getting themselves mm-hmm. into. Yeah. Yeah.
2: See like I you liked know. Hostel a lot. I thought that was fun. I think this uh the sequel not so much. But that was the first movie I thought of. It was like Hostel meets The Wicker Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you you know, know, and you know with Eric, um I mean, we came up, actually Eric came up with make horror fun again because literally you know when you think about like the 80s 80s movies the these are movies that that to me and I know to Eric you just you go you put them on and you want to hide your eyes you want to scream you want to shout at the tv don't go in there don't go in there and what do they do they go in you know mm-hmm. and nowadays everything everything has to be like a um talk about like a like a view of society right and with with Hillsborough Road, especially, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of those. You're gonna put it on, and you're gonna watch it, and you're gonna go, "Don't go there." And where do they go? They go there, right there, because that's absolutely what it is, you know. So yeah, it's it's really it's fun. It's gonna be bloody. It's just gonna be super awesome. <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I miss the horror movies where you know, I mean, I know nowadays it's, it's very different. Like you can't go with a group of friends to the movies, uh, like the movie theaters. But I mean, I do miss those films where you can go with a group of people and have fun with a horror movie, like uh, you know, like I'll say, like Freddy vs. Jason. Oh yeah. I, mean, I know. You know, I know a lot of people don't like it. I do like it just because. That was like my it was like my age uh for just like, oh man, I want to see freddy versus Jason. Like that's so cool, you know. Oh
2: yeah. It was our Avengers and- before there was Avengers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, so like it, it's a lot, a lot of fun. I mean, I know it's it might be cheesy, corny some people, but uh, you know, it still had moments where you could be with a group of friends and be like Oh shit! What's gonna happen to him? Or yeah, like, yeah. Like you know, don't don't drift off by yourself in the cornfield. He's gonna fucking <laughs> kill you.
1: That's, you know. That's, yes, yes. That's the deal. Bring <laughs> up cheesy, and I think every good movie, every good horror movie, um, back in the '80s, was not just a little cheesy. It was super cheesy, and yeah. you know, I mean, from ridiculous from the ridiculous kills and obviously uh like i'm an actor i started out as an actor and like you know knowing like the progression of how acting has become you know what it is today um but back then it was so cheesy and the acting was so cheesy and i think that's what makes it great though because you you never you never go hey dude did you see that really psychological thriller? <laughs> man, it was it was it messed me yeah. up and they go, "What are you talking about?" But then you come up and you go, "Dude, did you see that kill and the stupid way those people acted?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, I saw it. That's amazing." Right? And Yes. And yeah. and but having said that, our actors, I mean, we really got lucky. Oh, with our man, cast, like what know? was
2: crazy is everyone we auditioned they were exactly who I imagined when I wrote the script, and we casted them right there on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. We had this thing where I was texting Larry <laughs> secretly. Um, our, our, our main, one of our main cast, um, Juliet, I texted Larry and said, yeah, it's her. I don't want to see anyone else. Yeah, she man. hung up off of Skype, and I emailed her going, hey listen get back on skype right now we want to offer you the part <laughs> and then it just snowballed from yeah. there i mean the one thing oh, i i don't think our movie is cheesy it's definitely no. fun
1: it's it's super that's fun. the
2: main thing like the whole time i was writing it it was like is this fun I can make it more fun. Um, One thing I'm very proud of is after our first table read with the cast, something big changed, and I was able to add in an Amblin moment to our 1980s slasher movie that everyone has admitted is going to be the scene stealer in the movie.
1: Yeah. Mm. It is so cute. Um, and and I I must say, the cheesy part there really is the only. Oh God, there's a fine line. This I think Eric's right. It's not cheesy, but the kills are going to be so ridiculously, killy. Is that a word, killy?
2: <laughs> it is now. It's,
1: sure, yeah, God. yeah. Point that one. Yeah, the kills are going to be so fun to watch. Uh, I know as a filmmaker. Like, I'm racking my brain going, oh, my God, how are we going to shoot this? How are we going to do this, right? And make it – but it's – it's it's yeah. I mean, that that's the main thing is this is going to be a fun movie. It's going to be fun to shoot. I think Eric, because he's going to edit it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, it's going to be a fun edit. Um, and I think it's going to be once it's done, if, if Eric and I can capture what's on the script and what was in his head, um, I think it's gonna be a super fun, uh, fun movie for everybody, and I I think it's great. Yeah, 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 and it, as right it on. should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know we are. I don't know. They, we're so we have we have our cast right, and we we did everything over Skype right because we can't be eric and i are are like across the country um we do our podcast and we're we're doing all our pre-production for our movie um by skype and telephone and uh we're shooting it in texas we're gonna be shooting be my
2: first time ever going to texas instead of passing through on a greyhound
1: yeah yeah so it's it's gonna be super fun it's going to be absolutely amazingly fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it sounds like fun, man. And, you know, filming in a in a warmer part of the country, too, is probably a bonus. Oh, yeah. 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 And,
1: you know, that was one thing, too, is we're going to try to shoot it um, towards the end, end of winter, I guess in March or April, um, yeah. coming up in 2021. Um, because... I mean oh man the the heat is so brutal but but I think unfor- but I think that would lend itself to to the movie and the uncomfortableness of the actors exactly yeah, because
2: the movie takes place the first day of summer,
1: yeah, 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 right. um yeah, that would make sense then yeah, yeah, so but i I think it's gonna be already nice and warm when we when we start this thing, so yeah.
0: Yeah, what what are like the winters like in Texas? I mean I've I've never been to Texas actually.
1: Y you, you know, sometimes it gets around I mean, you know, like around the San Antonio Austin area, it will get cold. Like the mornings and stuff, like like high twenties. But then it'll kinda warm up on, on some days into the fifties, sixties. So it'll be it'll be nice. It'll be nice. Um but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right on. (laughs) Um,
0: So, you know, you you talked about like the actors, actresses. Um, Are there going to be any names that maybe people in the horror genre are familiar with? Or or are these going to be, you know, first time um,
2: actors? We were able to get a pretty well-known YouTuber, Sean C. Phillips, Cool duter he is you know going to be playing a character in the movie i can't say who because you know you gotta you gotta you know help get the movie made to find out who he's playing but mm-hmm. he's like our biggest name i guess you could say
0: mm-hmm.
2: okay and he's been in a bunch a bunch of stuff
0: yeah i uh you know after you bringing him up yeah I, I do know who he is in uh He's actually uh, going to be in a uh, movie that I, I had uh, on our previous guest on here, uh, Destiny Saria, who's making Christmas Slasher. Yeah. I think he's going to be in that as well.
1: Yeah, he is. That's cool. That's very cool. And actually, I should throw in there. Eric and I have had conversations um, to, to kind of let you in on uh, Eric's knowledge of the genre in particular. Um you know, we talked about, well, should we go for this person? Should we go for that person? What should we do? And he's like, okay. You know, you know what? Go ahead and tell him, Eric, what 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 some of those conversations were. Because I, well, I think it's highly interesting.
2: About how we were, when we were trying to get a name? Yeah. Yeah. And, well,
1: and the reason we didn't.
2: Okay. So one thing with me is we were thinking about getting Heather Langenkamp for a part in the movie. But... It was a small part, and one thing I hate is when one of your favorite Scream Queens is in a movie, and it's two scenes, but the directors promote it like she's the star, and she's (laughs) on the cover, her name is over it. I'm talking about Danielle Harris. I will buy anything she's in. So, you know, I didn't want to be that guy who... Puts Heather Langenkamp's poster face on the poster, you know Heather Langenkamp in Hillsborough Road, and she says maybe fifteen lines.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know I'm I'm sitting here kind of giggling and stuff because that's absolutely, but you know as 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 a person in and you've heard it time and time before, like all these distributors that go, well, if you got a name person you know put them on the box top that'll help sell the the anyway right the it's always the box top cuz people go for the box top and i said that to eric he's like no 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 because and what he was just explaining is the reason we didn't like absolutely go that route because because we want this we want horror fans we I, we want mega horror fans and average horror fans to go oh my god I just found a genuinely awesome ass movie. Yeah, and and without all that other salesy stuff, you know. Because honestly, that's what it is, and I think that's what we're trying not to do. Because, and you know, the, I, this is my whole thing, and this is Eric's whole thing is to be an wow, this is honest filmmakers because we're yeah. honest with our cast, you know. Because we are doing an Indiegogo, we are raising money to help get this thing made. And, you know, I think as a responsible filmmaker, we have to be able to tell people, hey, look, we're going to raise what we can raise, but I think we're still going to do our movie, no matter what. So actors, are you still with us? <laughs> and, and really what that comes down to is if we don't have a whole lot of, of uh, capital, are you, still, are you still willing to act just because you love you loved your craft and you really like the script and you kind of like Eric and I right yeah and and so you know we're we're being really open and honest especially with our indiegogo you know and and how we're approaching that as well
0: very cool um so maybe we could maybe talk a little bit more about the indiegogo campaign and like what you guys have to offer for um for the crowd and you know what what are some of the things that horror fans um can can get as perks and uh and and whatnot and help the movie out at the same time
2: well the first one that means a lot to me is for a dollar You will get a thank you on the web page and YouTube. And let me explain with the YouTube. Let's say 5,000 people. No, let's say 1,000 people give a dollar on YouTube. Maybe during a live stream, we will read. Us and the cast will read each name. So no matter how many people give a dollar... We are going to say your name on Instagram Live, YouTube Live. So, yeah, that's the cheapest one. Yeah. Um, for $5, you're going to get your name at the end credits on the DVD. Like, the theatrical release, it'll say, you know, thank you to our Indiegogo supporters, because if we put everybody's name who gave at the end of, like, the festival run of the movie... It would go long, and that's kind of disrespectful, I think, to our fellow filmmakers that have an eighty-minute movie but twenty-minute credits.
0: <laughs> right on. Yeah,
1: I, I can respect that. You know? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Larry, do you Should we talk about the big one?
1: I, I think so. Uh, and and I should before we talk about what uh, what our big perks are. Eric and I have spent a lot of time talking between us and what what means the most to eric and i and uh in terms of you know as a horror fan and as a film fan this would be like the the most amazing things for any kind of collector or anybody who watches the film and to be to want to be a part of it and so um, yeah,
2: point out, we are going to do the obvious ones like, you know, physical media, we're doing a DVD cost you 20 bucks. There's going to be a hmm?
1: the VHS copy,
2: the VHS copy, which is the one I am most excited about. I'm a huge VHS collector. And this isn't going to be like when you get the VHS, it isn't going to be HD quality. I'm just letting you know that now. No, it is gonna feel like the VHS tapes you used to rent as a kid. I mean, it's not gonna look horrible, but it's not gonna be you know beautiful, stunning HD yeah. quality.
1: 4K, yeah. No, this is yeah. yeah. Um, got to keep. It, right? hmm? I saying, uh, you saying, you
0: got to keep it authentic, right? You know, like how a VHS would be. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah, that's right. absolute, and which is a perfect. I mean, absolutely, that's and that's one of the things that Eric was like, No, it's got to be authentic. And I'm like, Um, okay,
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we <laughs> talked about that. He was like, But Eric, is it gonna look good? And I went, No, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, having said that, it, you, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be 4K, but it, it's gonna. Like where you went to the grocery store or the gas station, in my case, the gas station, you rent a VHS and you put it in on a Friday night, and it's going to look like that and feel like that, as it should. Um, Heck yeah. That was a big one. Yeah, so since since Hillsboro Road is set in a high school setting, obviously with teenagers, we came up with a high school yearbook. Which, obviously, people go, well, duh. But here's the thing. It's, it's a high school yearbook. It'll have all the cast. And it's going to be in-world, um, in-world things. Uh, so it'll have the cast as their character and little quotes about their future and stuff. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. But um, uh, we're going to have behind-the-scenes photos from, from the set. and a lot of behind the scenes footage of what you know what it was like on shooting an independent horror film so it's going to be super cool um but not only that is each contributor will get their picture and their name and a little uh is it going to be a story i know it's going to be an in memoriam section yeah in memorial section it
2: will be in the in memoriam section of the yearbook because yeah. A lot of people die in Hillsborough Valley.
1: (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. Uh, So they could could have been like a victim. Yeah, exactly.
2: exactly. The victim of Alex Williamson.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And actually, I did... um, This is a really cool one because you hear people like wanting walk-on roles and, you know, the walk-on role is the guy further in the back getting the coffee as the two main characters. Actually, we're doing um, a perk where you could be on a missing persons poster in the movie Hmm. so that's kind of cool actually that's really cool and and this is like not kind of like in a passing it's going to be you know like a sweeping we're, we're, we're gonna show the contributor um their missing person uh uh poster
2: it's like it's it's not going to be like if you remember, there was this episode of The Simpsons where it was Bart's birthday and he paid money to have his name at the end credits of the Krusty show. And he had to pause it and use a magnifying glass to find his name. No, it's not going to be like that. You'll be able to see, uh, you know, when you're watching a movie in the theater, well, at least I'm this guy. And you notice something and you point and laugh. Like when I saw Lloyd Kaufman in guardians of the galaxy, I was the only person pointing and laughing at the screen. You're going to be able to do that in Hillsborough road. When your picture pops up.
1: Yes. Nice. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Um, one other thing that we're going to, and now that's going to be a physical, um, physical media. Uh, So people can, you know, open up and and read through, you know, it's almost like and I was talking about this with Eric, you know, when you go because I love Guns N' Roses. Right. So I went to I I always go to Guns N' Roses, but I got like a tour book when it was um, like Use Your Illusion and just looking through that and some of the behind the scenes and stuff that that's what we want to create. Is somebody looking through this thing going, Oh my God, this is great. And then they go rewatch the movie because they've already watched it. But then when they get their yearbook, they look through it and they go, Oh my God, that's great. Look at behind the scenes. And then they, they go and rewatch it and they go, Oh, that's that that's that picture that they have in the yearbook. That's so amazing. They did that, like that. Oh my gosh. So it's it's things like that 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 we want to get people excited about. Um we also, I don't know if you're familiar or if you remember, like Teen Beat Magazine or Tiger Beat back yeah, in the Yeah, I'm 80s. not familiar with that one. The, or, or, much like me, like Hit Parade Magazine and, and like Circus okay, Magazine yep, for all the band yeah. stuff. Um, we're, we're doing that with our characters. We're going to have like a, our own Teen Beat or Tiger Beat Magazine. <laughs> Um, we're here on a
2: horror podcast talking about Teen Beat and Tiger Magazine.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but but we're gonna have on you know, Blue like all and this is completely in world, completely yeah. in world stuff. Talking about like characters and their hopes and dreams, and you know, so it's it's again, it's part of that that Eric and I wanted to provide. A horror fan with with that I don't know, man, we just wanted to be so cool for horror people and filmmakers because as a filmmaker, you know you look at stuff I, I love behind the scenes stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And you know you you look at that and you really get an appreciation I do of, of what it took to make a film and then all the little things, the collector things that that come along with it um you know like with me i buy
2: obviously a lot of movies and even if if it's a movie i really love but there's no special features on it i won't buy it you know and our dvd and we might do a blu-ray we're still pricing that out they will be loaded with special features you know yeah, like behind know. the scenes a uh, co- a couple commentary tracks because i know that's what again that, like what you uh, dude if you if there's a movie you really love that comes to physical media but it's bare bones because they're going to double dip on you in a few months are you going to buy it honestly probably not right
0: right probably not you no
2: know, you're going to wait the uh, And again, you know, I'll wait the five years for Scream Factory to put out a cool version of a movie that I love. Yeah. Looking at you, the blob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the blob has gotten like so many uh, releases, it seemed like, in a short amount of time. But, I mean, uh, Scream Factory, I think, did put out quite a bit of special features for it.
2: Oh, they're loaded. I haven't got it yet, but from what I've seen on The Blob, it's loaded, loaded with stuff.
0: Right. Yeah, and uh, not not to plug in my uh, buddy Nick Benson, but I've had him on the show, and he has worked on The Blob. He did special effects for The Blob. Wow. um, Yeah, he's such a cool guy to talk to if you guys ever get a chance to talk to him
2: that would be great i mean the blob i think again back to the 80s stuff it was the one time when remakes were better than the original like you know the big three the flaw the the blob the fly and the thing are all better i think than the original movies
1: you know there's another thing too is uh oh i forgot what i was gonna say but it was absolutely gonna be fantastic it, it popped in my head and then it it blanked out. It was going to be so amazing. I'll think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: um but you know, I uh speaking about like, you know, bare bones, you know, and then, you know, how people do want to see special features like uh, you know, I I held off on that that new movie Haunt that was really well made by uh the writers from A Quiet Place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they had released just the DVD like a year ago, I think. And, like, it was just, you know, very bare boned. And I'm like, well, I'm going to hold off because one of these days, I mean, you know, they're going to release it with jam packed full of stuff. Sure enough, Ronin Flicks comes out with that big collector's.
2: Yeah, how um, is that?
0: Blu ray of it. Oh, holy crap, man. It's It's pretty awesome, man. I, I I really encourage people to watch Haunt if you've never seen it. So, uh, and I'm very surprised. Yes, like, I, I'm very surprised that uh, it doesn't get the recognition that it deserves. And I think a lot of it has to do with um, the bigger companies like Lionsgate and and all of them. They were pushing out their own, like I think Hellfest.
2: Yeah, I liked Hellfest. I had one? a good time with it.
0: Yeah, like I but think I, best. So they yeah, all kind of came right out the around, same time.
2: Exactly, like a few months apart. And, you know, Haunt, which was so original because the other, well, it was Haunt, um, Bloodfest, and Hellfest were more slasher. Hellfest especially was more slasher movie, but man... I watched it on Shudder for the first time, Han, huh, because I love everything that's on Shudder. Oh, have you seen um, Scare Me on Shudder
0: uh, yet? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh yet.
2: my god, dude. It is maybe my third favorite movie of the year so far.
0: <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one.
2: Oh, you gotta see it, man. You'll
0: love it. For sure.
1: You know, what would be cool? Actually, I do remember what I was going to say. Um, talking about your friend who was uh, on the blob doing special effects. Uh, Eric and I, we do uh, a, a couple of podcasts. But um, we do uh, a some, the Something Something podcast. It's a creative podcast. We talk to artists and actors and writers, filmmakers. Uh, we would love... To have, have your buddy come on and talk about experiences um, working in special effects for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I can always just send you his Instagram handle and just cool. reach out to him and okay, you cool. You maybe say like, hey, you know, I was, we were on the Root Horror podcast or something. Yeah, and yeah. We we're talking about the Blob and we, you know, brought you up. And absolutely, and, absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit
1: him up for sure.
0: Yeah, dude, he, he's such a cool guy. Uh, I'll talk to him every once in a while.
1: Cool, cool. man. Cool. You know, that's, that's one thing about Instagram is, and I've. For I've, sure, yeah. Uh, he, and
0: he's been doing uh, some screenings of, uh, sorry, I was <laughs> breaking up. I thought <laughs> I thought you were done talking for a second. Oh, no,
1: no, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Uh, I was gonna say uh lately he's been doing uh like zoom screenings of uh some of the movies he's worked on and he will kinda oh, wow. do a little bit of commentary about like some of the parts that he worked on and then uh do like a Q and A at the end. So it's, it's been pretty, pretty cool.
1: cool. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah, send his information over Instagram. That would be super yeah. fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he, he'll you know, he'll promote you know if he's gonna do that kind of stuff on his social media. So yeah, definitely uh, you know follow him and uh, keep up to date with what he's doing because he's doing definitely some pretty boring. cool stuff. Awesome,
1: awesome. Um, and I should uh, point out that you know we're 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 doing an email list, and if anybody wants to join our email list, um, Eric, do you have the email handy?
2: Um. Yeah, I will spell it out for you. It is. Hold on, one second. Live TV.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I know. That's okay. While he's pulling that up, um, you know, uh, I'm. I I should say that it is
2: Hillsborough Road Museum. H I L L S B O R O U G H R O A D movie at gmail.com
1: yeah um very nice eric and i are doing everything ourselves we're not outsourcing anything uh meaning we're being independent filmmakers i think when we go to like uh and we've had this happen a couple of times which is understandable we go to some effects people and they go what's your budget we go we don't know they go "Hmm." I don't know if this is going to work out. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So we, 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 have, we have a choice. Everybody's got a choice. We can either do the movie or not do the movie. And we're not going to let budgets. Uh, this is a crazy thing to say. As an independent filmmaker, <laughs> we're not going to let budgets dictate yeah. us not doing this film. And that's, that's how important it is to me because I know how important it is to Eric. It's
2: the most important thing in my life. I mean, I had a lot of family struggles this year, but the main thing that's been keeping me going is getting Hillsborough Road made. I mean, I've had sleepless nights, you know, just worrying about how are we going to get this going? How are we going to take care of the cast and, you know, get them to be how am i gonna get them to do the best that i can and i mean i've gone to bed like at five and six in the morning just worrying you know so i will do anything it takes to get this movie made and again it's not about so i can make millions of dollars and get a marvel movie because i i don't like marvel movies to begin (laughs) with but um the main thing is I just want to entertain people. Um a lot of filmmakers like call themselves artists and their art I I'm really now thinking of myself more as an entertainer and I just want people to not think about their problems for at least an hour and a half and I'll do anything I have to to contribute to the horror genre and to make my fellow horror fans happy. That's the only thing I care about right now.
0: For sure, for sure. And hey man, that is one thing that I like about independent filmmakers. Is like, hey, it's not about just a paycheck, so to speak. Like, you know, these are horror fans themselves making horror movies. And you know, you're know, you putting your, your passion and love into the project. And for the most part, when... Like, when I see people passionate about their horror film, it tends to be pretty good. and Or at least I enjoy the film. So, uh, you know, I just want to point out that that's that's one of the things that that I really like when I talk to filmmakers is when they're passionate about their movies themselves. Uh, I think it, it really shows in the product as well.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for that. Thank, thank you you that means a lot to us yeah. yeah for sure again, that goes back to being responsible filmmaker yeah. that, that that's that's how we're responsible, i think you know, is being open and honest so yeah Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah and i I think that goes a long way too, you know, when you're open or honest with with uh you know with like the whole community uh, your fans and whatnot, yeah
1: yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sure, man.
0: Yeah. Hey, no problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. I, and I do, you know, actually, we forgot to mention um, uh, our Indiegogo starts Friday the 13th. That's right. It's Friday the 13th. Obviously, you know, it, it's, we're recording this, it's like a week away. But uh, Friday the 13th, Friday, November the 13th, is mm-hmm. when our Indiegogo kicks off. And, um, I think, how long are we going to do it for Eric?
2: As long, long as they takes, can right? with
1: us. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you're listening to this in December and, um, we're still going strong, get, you know, help us. Um, do you want to give him your pitch? Your little, uh, is that, or, or actually let me ask, um, is it okay if Eric gives his little, uh, president of horror <laughs> speech? Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, okay.
2: again, it it goes back to the main thing that, you know, right now horror is not fun. It's all this sophisticated stuff. They're trying to put horror in a suit and tie. You know, these people who go to the A24 movies, they want to be sophisticated. They look down on us because we own 20 copies of Evil Dead 2 on DVD and Blu-ray. They sit around talking about, you know, oh, I love horror. Oh, like what? American Horror Story. None of these people have seen The Burning, you know, or um, Mm -hmm. Sleepaway Camp, or mine and Larry's, one of our favorites, um, Fall Break, a.k.a. The Mutilator. (laughs) Best theme song ever. (laughs) But, you know, our main goal is to make horror fun again. You know, you're going to watch Hillsborough Road and you're going to look to your friends and go, man, that was so metal. You know, you're just you're going to enjoy yourself. You're not going to think about your problems. You're not going to go, well, you know, this movie really commented on modern society and race relations. (laughs) <laughs> no, that is not the goal of this movie. The goal is F-U-N, F-U-N, constantly, constantly, constantly. And now again, yeah, the 80s movies, they were cheesy, bad acting. We don't have that. You know, you're going to enjoy our characters. Um, to use a wrestling term, some of the heels become faces, Mm-hmm. And you're just going to enjoy yourself. We've got an ambling moment. We have a kids on bikes stuff in our 80s slasher movies. So you're going to get everything you love about 80s horror in Hillsborough Road.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. No. Yeah. And uh, so so like something personally for me or, you know, something that I dig is uh, I'm a big advocate on. uh practical effects over cgi so are we going to see a lot of practical effects in this movie
2: 99.99 percent practical effects there will be one visual effect because i don't know if we'll be able to get on top of a water tower to put a a high school logo on the water tower that will be the only thing that'll be cg other than that 100% practical.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm definitely on board now. (laughs) Not that I was before, but.
2: (laughs) Um, Because (laughs) CG looks horrible. Like um, the recent thing, Lord of the Rings. Gollum, when we saw him then, yeah, he looked good, what they did with Andy Serkis. But have you seen now how bad it looks in HD or on a 4K TV? Mm It's awful, but then you compare that to Labyrinth. Dude, the puppets in Labyrinth, you still want to hug them and, you know, squeeze them. And CG blood is just embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is go onto Amazon and type in horror and watch the bad movies. And one of the biggest signs of them is the CG blood. It's insulting.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big on like the CG blood. I mean, I get it if you know, like if it's like a trauma-esque type movie, like if they're really trying to go for you know, this movie is bad and we know it yeah. type of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if it's like you know, a horror movie that's trying to be serious in a way and they're using CG blood. Then it's kind of like a little let down in a way, you know,
2: kind of like, um, remember in H2O when for like a split second, Michael has the CG mask. That is the funniest thing I've ever (laughs) seen in a movie. And it's not even intentionally funny.
0: Right. (laughs) It's like, you know how hard is it for just having put the damn mask on and...
2: yeah it's i think they lost it was the thing i'm not sure but i think they couldn't find it on set that day
0: so it's like okay let's just have them act out <laughs> with this face showing and then we'll just put a cgi yeah. mask And
2: I, I, i want to point out i love h2o that's one of my favorite halloween movies you know i'll I'll admit the fourth one is the best. I mean, the first one is the best. The fourth one is my favorite. Then the original 2018. And I can't lie, man. H2O is right up there because I'm a big Kevin Williamson fan. And, um, a lot of people put down H2O because they say it's Dawson's Creek meets (laughs) Halloween. And, (laughs) <laughs> Dawson's Creek is my all time favorite live action TV show I, I am not ashamed about that at all I will fight anyone who says that is not a good show <laughs> uh, okay that's
0: uh, I haven't actually never heard of the Dawson's Creek tie in so that's funny <laughs> I've heard of Dawson's Creek Yeah, well,
2: Kevin Williamson wrote Dawson's Creek and wrote the um, synopsis and produced H2O.
1: That's crazy. That's why it's Dawson's Creek meets Meets. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, You know what? I almost forgot. We have a free download of our official uh, Hillsborough Road song um, that you can get on our website, which is hillsboroughroadmovie.me I'll spell it out. And check, you guys can check my spelling just in case. It's H-I-L-L-S-B-O-R-O-U-G-H-H-I-L-L-S-M-O-V-E-M-O-V-I-E dot M E. -E. (laughs) And and it's an absolutely free download, um... I am very good friends with, uh, her name is Micah Allen Johnson. And um, she, she's a very uh, amazing singer. Very, very amazing singer. And um, if you're able to play it, we'll send it to you. And, and if you want to put it in this episode, it's, it's a creepy, creepy song. But it's an absolutely free download that, that we're giving everybody. And it's on our website and they download tell, it for free.
2: Can I tell the story I told you yesterday about the song?
1: Yes, oh god, yes. Um my mom
2: was listening to it and she got so scared that she had to put the lights on and stop watching it cuz if you see it on Instagram, um I use video footage from Cry Baby Lane. That um you know big uh, the Nickelodeon movie that was so scary it was pulled from TV. I use footage from that along with our song on top of it, and yeah, my mom got scared, had to put the lights on, and almost didn't finish it.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> um, I I brought up and it's a it's a obviously from my phone. If you want me to play it, I could do that and put it close to the mic. We could try. Or-
0: Or uh, I I can always put it on at the end of the show, too, if that's cool. Yeah, do that, please.
1: Yes, And afterward,
2: I can do a screen share and put sound on, and you can just listen to it after the show really quick if you'd like.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, for sure, man.
1: And there's a creepy video that um, Eric has on the Hillsborough Road movie Instagram, and I'm going to share it to our Something Something podcast and Something About the Unknown. Instagram those are our two podcasts that we do um and as well as my Instagram Larry Sands too <laughs> there's a plug <laughs> but um Fair it's now. a very it's a very creepy it it's creepy all around and again yeah. we're doing this all uh, this is what we know to do right cuz I do graphics and 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 edit and it's just it's it's a collaboration between Eric and I and just like what you were saying you know it's our passion
2: and, and also Friends, I mean, like we who who we mentioned, Micah, we are filming it on her property, three hundred acres of property. You know, she's letting us use it, and we have a podcast network, and everyone who's involved in one of our shows is going to have a character or scene. In the uh, Hillsborough Road movie, like on our Supernatural podcast where we talk about ghosts, UFOs, and aliens, our friend Heather, um, Ghost Girl 321 on Instagram, she is going to be our Tiffany slash Debbie Gibson yes. kind of character. She's going to have a poster in it so that's again and what's great is everyone we know is seeing our passion yeah and they're behind us and want to help us get it made so we're really blessed to have so many people willing to help us
0: absolutely absolutely for sure and yeah and what you know obviously once i have this episode up. I will put the link to you guys' Indiegogo campaign.
2: Oh, thank you uh, so
0: much. You know, within the episode's description. And I'll share it on my social media as well.
2: Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And, you know, we like I said, we really do want to have you on both of our podcasts as soon as we can.
0: Yeah, for for sure. sure. Yeah, I'd I'd love to come on. Cool. Uh, Awesome. Perfect. Um. I do want to ask you guys, you know, rather than, uh, you know, the Hillsborough Road movie. um, It's a question I ask people all the time. Um, What is your guy or what are your guys' favorite Universal Monsters or Universal Monster films?
2: Ooh, good one. I'm going to go with the one that doesn't get talked about enough, Creature of the Black Lagoon.
1: Mm-hmm. He,
2: i mean he gets mentioned but i guess since he wasn't in the first cycle he doesn't get mentioned a lot and then you got i got out another one abbott and costello meet frankenstein because <laughs> yeah. that is the best it is a really scary frankenstein movie and then when abbott and costello show up it is one of the best abbott and costello movies
1: Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. You know, I wish they would play more of the universal monsters. Um and maybe they do around like Halloween. Um but I I I love the wolfman actually. I like the wolfman. Um and I I like Dracula. And yeah. I I maybe cuz are they more low key? But but every, every monster is so classic in its own way. Um, because, honestly, I think that's what kind of made Universal, was their, their monsters, in my humble opinion. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I love the Wolfman, and I like Dracula.
2: What about you? What's your favorite?
0: Um, Well, I will say... Um... I I kind of go through like I don't know if it's like moods or whatever cuz like you know when I was a kid I really liked Dracula you know he was probably my favorite at the time but like nowadays uh creature from the black lagoon is probably my favorite cool. that's
2: the one that would make such a good remake they can go so over the the kills and that would be outstanding. Uh, do you like the uh, Hammer movies also?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't mind the Hammer films, uh, but I will say I haven't watched a whole lot of them, like as much as like the Universal monsters.
2: There's this great one where, um, remember in Dracula, the guy who goes to do his books for him. Mm -hmm. I forget the character's name, but in one of the Hammer movies, he's actually a vampire hunter who was sent to go spy on Dracula. That's a really good
1: one. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I have a question for you guys, and I know this is a dumb question, but could Norman Bates be a monster, a universal monster? I mean, not in a, a, a monster sense, but he's a monster. He's a crazy person. No,
2: Psycho was the up. first yeah. slasher movie. I would yeah, say harsh. that.
1: Yeah. 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 Because I was just thinking, because I was watching Psycho not too long ago, and I thought, hmm, that kind of made uh, Universal as well, you know? But yeah, no, not, not, not a monster too much, but he's still crazy. It's a great movie, by the way, too the original yeah you forget because everybody talks about psycho as just that one scene or leading up but there's this whole background of the movie that i think people i know for me i was like whoa there's another whole movie that i need to watch with this (laughs) so yeah it's just just an observation
2: i love the psycho sequels man those are the fourth one have you seen the fourth one when he calls into that radio show and it's kind of a prequel before bates motel happened
1: uh, is that, I, I haven't seen that one is that oh, the one that's with um, really good that's not uh what's his face right dennis miller
2: no 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 i'm thinking but, of another one. <laughs> no but definitely tried. the psycho sequels are really underrated
0: for sure, yeah. I honestly, I've only seen the original. <laughs> I uh, haven't watched. You gotta of the
2: check sequels. out. Two is really, really good. Three, so so, but four, man, it was a Showtime original movie when it first yeah. came out. You know, Anthony Perkins was in it as he was with all the sequels, but man, it really hits it out of the park.
0: Uh, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna mention like for the universal monsters um uh, there's one that I didn't even realize was a universal monster, and it was uh like the alien looking guy from uh it came from outer space he's a I universal would... monster uh, apparently they're uh they are accepting him as a universal monster, wow, but it's yeah. just... It's just, it's one that like, I don't know, never really gets brought up like, you know, like back in the day, like Burger King would have like the The glasses toys and stuff, (laughs) you know,
1: you know, that's the thing. They're trying to lump things in now with like these classic things. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why do you want to mess with like classic monsters and start lumping? I mean, okay, I get it. But yeah, it's kind of like what you're saying, man. It's like. There's that core original monster, you know? The, right. the core group. So it came from outer space.
0: Yeah. It it's uh yeah, I forgot his name. It was like Mantos or Mantis
1: something. Yeah,
2: it's weird.
1: And hmm. I can't arrest
2: You know, I'm glad you mentioned the universal stuff because the further we get from it, it seems like people either don't care at all about them or understand and the reverence that those characters deserve,
0: yeah, right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I wouldn't say like they were the original, I mean, they they pretty much are the original uh horror villains, mm-hmm. but you know, then you have like I think uh Dr. Calgary. Was probably like that
2: was so good. I saw that in film movie. school.
0: Um, but you know, like as far as like stories go, like Dracula and uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein are pretty much like they're like the OG horror stories. And then you know some of the stuff that like Edgar Allan Poe writes when we consider. Yeah. But really, I mean, their imagination really kind of started. You know, as far as we know, that's been documented. Like those are pretty much the the start of of horror itself. Yep. Yeah. Here, here. Agreed. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why I kind of like uh bringing up Universal monsters because, um, you know, they're close to. Well, some of them are close to a hundred years old. And. Yeah. It, it seems like it doesn't matter what your age is, people know about Universal Monsters in some yeah. shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think this Universal Monsters and as a whole is just fascinating. And, uh, just seeing the evolution of the Universal Monsters, like, uh, uh, I don't know if if you guys seen the new Invisible Man movie. No,
2: I ha- I was going to see it right before um quarantine happened, but I had a panic attack in the theater. Oh. And I had to leave and also, man, a group of 5-year-olds came in going, "Ooh, Invisible Man." And I think that added to my panic attack cuz I knew they were going to ruin the movie experience for me. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I will say uh, I was a little skeptical about watching it because it's like, eh, you know, what are they going to do new that I haven't seen already? Um, but I watched it anyways, and holy crap! It, uh, I thought it was really well made, and it almost gave me hope that, uh, you know, the classics are really good. Um, and you know they're almost a hundred years old, and you know pretty you know pretty close to it. And so it is kind of cool to see maybe there is hope. Like you know, Blumhouse could get a hold of some of the other Universal Monster movies, and you know, reimagine them. Uh,
2: yeah, much better uh, than that whole thing of the Dark Universe. What that was. I'm so glad that failed. But I do think the classic Universal Monsters are in good hands with Jason Blum. I mean, Lee from what I've heard, everything, you know, Lee Wynell really hit it out of the park with um, Invisible Man. I'm definitely going to check that out. But here's a question. You know what was another movie I thought had that classic Universal Monster feel or Universal classic horror feel but doesn't get the respect it deserves dead silence mm. i love that movie so much but even you know lee wynell and james wan kind of crap on it but i think honestly my favorite movies of theirs would go dead would go in the first insidious then dead silence hmm
0: that's that's interesting, um, you know. Uh, I, like for me, I I really I really like the original Saw movie. Like I just think, you know, if you can forget about the sequels, <laughs> you know, you know there there are some some cool parts in some of the movies, but the, the original Saw, if it was just that movie and nothing else, you know, if it didn't spawn so many sequels. that is just a fantastic movie it just and the big reveal at the end oh yeah just you know makes you know it's like a big pop at the end you know everyone gets a big pop out of that and
2: and it is wrongfully i think lumped into the torture genre because it really isn't a torture movie i mean there's those few scenes but It's kind of like with the original Texas Chainsaw. People remember it being bloodier than what it was. Not that, you know, the original Saw wasn't bloody. It's a bloody movie. But (laughs) the sequels were all so over the top that the first one people think was much more violent than what it was.
0: Right, I agree. Completely agree, man. That, that's a good observation, because the original Texas Chainsaw was not that gory at all.
2: Bloodless, if you really think about it. There, I mean, I'll admit, I, I have more fun with the remake, because I, I think that's one of the best remakes ever, man, that Chainsaw remake. But the original, was it felt like they rubbed grease over the film to give it that grimy look. But, again, pretty much bloodless if you really – I think it was PG, in fact.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, um, I saw uh, – we went to go see um, over, like, over October um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, uh, in the drive-in, at the drive-in. And nice. um, I tell you, that, that's the deal. When you remember classic horror films and you're like, oh, my God, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all the killing and all the this. And we're sitting there watching it and you're like, wait a minute. It's really like this, you know, it's and it's it's so maybe we're so I I sound like this. I sound like the Grinch. We're so desensitized these days to horror. Right. But um, (laughs) but we're so desensitized, maybe. But um it, it was so surprising because it's such a cult classic and, and and it is you think of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as one of those like horrific and gory, but the original is not. And and I think that's what makes it so unbelievably uh like a cult classic, because that's the way you were. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's so weird trying to talk about it. And I, but you're absolutely right. It's so not what I remember. So terrifying, you know? And right. and I say that with the best of intentions because I still loved it. Don't get me wrong. I still loved it. But it was oh. quite surprising that it was like, huh, okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I think if you guys ever watched like behind the scenes and like the story behind making Texas chainsaw massacre, I've I think that. that is probably more grotesque than the movie itself.
2: Yeah. Like I love when Joe Bob talks about it cause he gets in such detail about that movie. It's amazing.
0: Right. Like, you know, I, you know, and I'm sure you guys know this, but like the, the dinner scene, how, uh, how all those rotten corpses were actually dead, decaying animals. And it was so hot down there filming to where it just magnified the smell. And, you know, and, and the fact that, uh, they didn't tell Marilyn that they were actually going to cut her hand.
2: Ah, yeah. Like
0: they, you know, like they actually, like that hand slicing scene was actually her getting cut.
2: Uh
0: And, you know, just some of the stuff they could get away with back then is pretty crazy
2: and it took like three days to film that or something right the dinner scene i remember it was ridiculously long
0: yeah Be- just because uh you know the crew working on that set like they were you know running outside puking just because <laughs> of how how nasty it was in there and it was just unbearable work
1: Ooh, I can in only number, imagine Ugh. in the
0: in the fact that Gunner uh, did not those clothes you know his outfit he did not wash those clothes at all so you know she's oh, you know just you know days after days wearing the same clothes I'm sure it could get pretty pretty,
1: pretty grimy. stinky <laughs> pretty funky that that's the horror in, in itself <laughs> right that's awesome oh yeah. But you know, I, I you know, I when you watch and again, when you watch that stuff to me, it's like that's so amazing um to hear all that and and then go back and rewatch it and you're like, Oh my god, that's what they're talking about. I mean, that's the magic of of what we're trying to do and put together. So it's absolutely exactly. and it just yeah, I mean
0: right. Yeah. It makes you appreciate the film more. Even like if you know, so, you know, behind the scenes stuff as to, you know, just more insight on like, like, oh yeah, I can see the hardships or you know how how difficult that could have been in the circumstances or you know what kind of
2: like what um, Jaws. The reason you don't see the shark that much in Jaws is because it didn't work.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> It's, it's Good not workers. for any other reason, but see, and, and, and actually that is the beauty of filmmaking because as, as a filmmaker, you know, like Eric and I talk about this all the time as a filmmaker, that is like those, uh, uh, those magical mistakes as it were, right? Because though that you can't, you can't recreate anything like that. You can't, you can't possibly think, man. If we do, if we've got to show this shark, if this shark isn't shown, nobody's going to get it. Nobody's going to know the horror of it. Nobody, and it's the complete opposite, and that is what makes it so great. And because you don't see that, as opposed to Hillsborough Road, where you see everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's still going to be so amazing. But that's the st- And and that is the stuff. That's why I know for me, that's why I love movies so much, because it does. You, it takes you away and you see the behind the scenes and then you go rewatch it and you're going, huh, unbelievably right. You know, it's it's almost like uh, I was watching I more than a couple of years ago, uh, Halloween, like the like the behind the scenes. And it was just And it's the simple little how they came up with it, right? And it's just like three little things. And you know, and but but it's so terrifying. And and that's the thing that makes it so great, is it's so simple, but yet so terrifying. But yet it's so simple. It's 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 mind-boggling how you think about it. But it's but again. That's what makes horror films great. And that's what I'm kind of banking on. All this stuff when we go into production that all these little happy little mistakes or little miracles that come out of being an independent filmmaker, that's what's going to make us great. And and I say that, you know, without the dickery or, you know, being so pretentious about ourselves, but and and I really am trusting the process of filmmaking and our creativity to put it together where, where it's going to be like, Oh my God, that we, we shot, we shot that and look at what it looks like and, and blood splatter. ever. I mean, it's going to be,
2: you know, the talk what? about again, as a director, I don't want to like, look at me. I want to say, look at Larry, look at my cast. We were having our table, our first table read. And man, when we got to the kills, Everyone in the cast was laughing and just having the time of their lives, man. And I really feel if uh, we're going to capture that fun and family atmosphere that we've got going and, you know, that's the main thing about Hillsborough Road and indie film in general is, yeah, you're making it for two dollars and 50 cents and a slice of cheese but there's more passion i'm gonna say and i think we're gonna have more passion in hillsborough road than any marvel movie because you know that's a that's a paycheck they know they're gonna make money and be able to do all of that but hillsborough road it is all of us wanting to show the world what we can do Mm -hmm. you know we i have the best cast anyone could have ever asked for and you know larry's my best friend and we're you know making this i've known the guy for 21 years we've been there for each other through we've talked each other off the ledges and talked each other onto ledges (laughs) you know that's why i promised him that you know He's a a very good producer and definitely the business side of this. And I promised him that, you know, our next movie will take place in modern day and it'll be in one room. And Larry, you know, put up his arms and shouted hallelujah after I said that. Because, I mean, it's not a smart move to set a movie in a different decade than the one you're living in. I mean it made our clothing budget's going to be bigger finding cars is going to be difficult but like john f kennedy said you know we don't go to the moon because it is easy we go because it is hard and this now i love 90s horror like i said you know i'm um, scream i know what you did last summer cherry falls which is criminally underrated and everyone should see it But Hillsborough Road could only take place in the 80s. Um, Only you guys can see this, but this right here has crippled the horror genre for years. (laughs) Cell phones. In the 80s, if you were lost in the woods with, you know, Jason or Cropsey coming after you, you were dead. You know, you couldn't get on. And the, the whole thing nowadays, you know, with horror movies... There's bad service. That doesn't exist anymore. You can get cell. This is no joke. You can get cell phone service on Mount Everest. (laughs) You can climb Mount Everest and call your mom and say, I climbed Mount Everest. So I tried. I remember Larry. I tried setting Hillsborough Road modern day. Yeah. But it didn't work at all. At all. I tried setting it in the nineties and it didn't work at all.
1: Yeah. No, it is and I think that's what makes it special is um obviously the eighties and, and because you know we we've talked again about why we shouldn't do it in the eighties, why we should do maybe should we do it in the nineties and now and um I think I don't know what I was thinking but when I said yes. But that's what makes the thing that makes it hard is the thing that will make it unique in the way because yes, it's an eighties thing, you know? And and uh yeah. It's just And the movies
2: that really encouraged me that we could do this were films like The Barn by um, Justin Seaman. We had him on the show, you know. That movie really inspired me. And this recently, my favorite movie of the year, uh, Daniel Benedict's The Bloody Man, which was really, really good. I contributed to that Indiegogo, uh, Summer of 84. That was a bit bigger of a budget because um, the guys from Turbo Kid made it, but The Barn and bloody man have showed me that you know what you can for you know two dollars and fifty cents and a slice of cheese make a movie set in the 80s and you know our, our go go is way more than two dollars and fifty cents i'm just you know using an example because again i've Again, I'm going to repeat myself. If you want to have fun, go to Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, type in horror. And I remember I found this one movie set in the 80s. So I checked it out. And in the background, you see all these modern day cars. And it's like, man, why shoot yourself in the foot by setting it in the 80s? Again, I can get that (laughs) you can't you know, control the cars, the, at least shoot it from a different angle, man.
0: Yeah. 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 Hey, I, I will say who, uh, of uh, uh, a film that really hit it on the nail as far as an 80 settings, um, Ty West, uh, house, house of, house the, of the, devil. the devil. Oh
2: my God. That was good yes man that was great i'll admit i like the innkeepers more than house of the devil but house of the devil is the better movie
0: yeah i i really you know i was thrown off by the title it's like okay we're gonna get some type of cliche horror movie i wasn't really sure what i was getting myself into but uh, one day i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna watch it and I'm glad I did because it turned up being like, you know, it, that movie jumped way up on my list as far as like favorite horror films.
2: Oh, it's so, so good. And, uh, one funny thing, the opening of that movie when she's walking through town reminds me of the opening of Labyrinth. I don't know why.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a good one.
2: I wish Ty West would start making movies again because he's sort of dropped off the face of the planet. He's not on Twitter anymore or Instagram. It was like, I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, it's like after in the Valley of Violence, he vanished.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I haven't really been seeing much about him, but yeah, he's definitely got he's definitely got the it factor for making movies.
2: Oh, I think like modern day filmmakers, if I had to make a list of my favorites, he'd be up there along with uh, ones that people would know. Adam Green and Joe Lynch are two of my favorites. Uh, The guys who made um, Turbo Kid, they're a team I keep for um, Roadkill Superstar, I think they call themselves or something. Have you seen Summer of 84?
0: Uh, actually, I have not, and one of my friends oh my is uh, is going to have me on his podcast, I think, and we're going to talk about that.
2: Dude, it's on Shudder. It is amazing. The, the year it came out, it was tied for my favorite movie. With, this might get me kicked off the show. It was tied with Christopher Robbins as my favorite movie of that year. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you
0: can't. I, I, can't, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I can't remember uh, what year did that come out. I'm gonna
2: get the release date for you <laughs> right now, because again, I'm not joking. In 2018, my two favorite movies were. It always switched between Christopher Robinson, a heartwarming Disney movie, and summer of 84 <laughs> the foul-mouthed version of, of stranger things
0: well not but, even like it chapter one didn't come out 2018? that
2: was 2017 Oh, okay and i oh, funny you would mention it um i wanted to get it chapter two recently on blu-ray but it was sold out everywhere or expensive but I guess every Friday, Target and places are doing sales. So I got it, Chapter Two Blu-ray for six bucks last night.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, it's really cheap. I'm
2: putting together my It collection. I have three copies of the book, Um, the the two Blu-rays of the you know two recent ones, the Blu-ray of the '90s miniseries, which. Man, the, have you seen the Blu-ray of it?
0: uh uh-uh. Oh, it's horrible. Because it's the,
2: the, the two-cassette, right?
0: Yep. Oh,
2: that's OG right actually, there, man.
0: Actually, I got three different versions. <gasps> I have the... There are... Uh, I would you have, have to the dig the
2: one them. with the original book cover? Where it's like Georgie boat going into... You have that? Yes, yes. Dude, that's like... When did you get that? Like...
0: I actually got that a few years ago in, I want to say, a movie trade. Because I, sometimes I do trades on uh, Instagram with people. And I want to say that was one of them. And then, you know, I have like the classic one where it looks like Tim Carrey's yeah, ripping yeah, yeah. through a, uh, the wall or the paper or something. And then, you know, and then the same one, but uh, on one cassette instead of two.
2: Now is that the whole because I've seen that pop up a bunch on eBay, the one cassette. Is it boat movies?
0: It is, but I think it's on uh, it has to be either on EP or uh, like you know, extended play or SLP. I mean, it has to be on one of those formats. Wow.
2: We're going to take a huge detour while we talk about it, <laughs> because when I was younger, and I watched it, the original, I related more to the kids, but now that I'm on the wrong end of thirty, <laughs> I relate more to the grown-up side of it. Yeah. Which side are you guys on right now? Do you relate more to the kids or the adults?
1: Although there you go first. That's a good question. I, I, I think, you know, obviously as as you mature into an adult. And this is
2: speaking he, of the 90s version more than the recent version. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 for sure. Actually, I, I kind of like the original more than, than the remakes. Um, really? Yeah. I think, I think he looked like a clown, which I think he is a clown, but he just doesn't look. It, it's more terrifying, um, the original, you know? Um, but I, I think to answer your question, Eric, I think, you know, growing up, I think you go with the kids because you have your own, but see, that's what makes, again, that's what makes it so good as a kid. You, you go with it because they're kids and you go, oh man, that'd be so, oh God. And then you grow up and you're like, oh man, yeah, the kids, but those adults <laughs> do what they're going through. That's crazy. Right. So yeah, right. I, I think, I, th- I think it's a natural progression. Yeah. I think they go with it, yeah, though. and
0: and you know I think uh, this. All right, I'm trying to wrap this all up. Uh, <laughs> as far as like, you know, I, I think it's brilliant how Stephen King wrote the book and and you know made them you know how it made into a movie adaptation because you know the first half of the movie is about the kids, second half is about them as an adult. You know, this the whole thing is just brilliant and. You know, that definitely made for a a, a great movie, um, you know, for that point of view as far as making a great movie. Um, I would say, like, nowadays, though, um, I would probably have to side with the adults just because, you know, for the most part, I have, have a, a, an adult mindset. And, you know, I, I can I can relate to them more because i you know know adult way of thinking you know Ooh. obviously but you and know what as,
2: do you like more the recent ones or the mini series
0: uh, i'm 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 partial to um it's 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 split it's split for me because I really did like the It Chapter 1. I thought that was very, you know, that was, it was pretty much perfect. Yeah. I didn't really care for the new It Chapter 2. I just, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I really did not care for the ending too much. I was really let down by that.
2: Yeah, me too. I mean, the reason I waited so long to buy it was I wasn't that crazy about it. I felt when they came together as adults in the miniseries was way better than the way they came together in the uh, chapter two that recent the chapter two that recently came out. I would go this far. I would have been very happy if they would have just done the kids side and not do the adult side. I would have walked away with a smile on my face doing that because I didn't think the cast, except for Richie, I didn't think the cast was that good for the Chapter 2. Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't know. Because, like, the guy that they got to play Stan, I thought they were, like, really spot on. Like, he really looked like the adult version of the kid. Like you know, you could just yeah. you could just tell like you know the it looked really uh pretty dang close. And then the same with um oh my gosh. Uh oh the, the bigger not Richie, but the Oh the bigger the, bigger, the
2: Ben, yeah, yeah. Now, ben. did you know that the kid who played Ben in the mini series is in the um it chapter two. Oh, right really? before we meet Skinny Ben, he's the big guy talking. He's standing up in the boardroom. That's the original kid from it.
0: Oh, holy crap. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch that then. Mm. Yeah.
2: I thought Seth Green would have been a really interesting choice as grown up Richie because he would be the right age for it now.
0: Mm. Right yeah that would have been awesome actually to have him reprise his role <laughs> yeah um well, hey guys, uh, I might have to wrap this up, but is there anything else that you guys maybe want to mention um before we wrap this up
1: no i for my end, I just really thank you uh for for letting us come on and For such a a long episode. I think it's been great, though, because it's been such a a great discussion of of film in general and, you know, our passions, our our equal passions. And thanks for letting us talk about our film and Indiegogo. Yeah, I mean,
2: thanks so much, man. So far, this has been the highlight of my weekend. I love talking about Hillsborough Road, but... I just love talking about horror in general. I mean, as soon as we're done, I'm going to eat some lunch and I'm going to watch the it mini series.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's Heck yeah. Awesome. Well, Hey, uh, well, it's my pleasure having you guys on and, uh, maybe sometime in the future we could get back on here and talk about the horror genre and, you know, uh, maybe some progression in the road or, you know, after the movie's made, uh, we could talk about the film after, maybe after I've seen it or something. And, uh, and you know, yeah. and you guys had mentioned about having me on at some point. Oh, wow. definitely. Your guys' podcast.
2: Definitely.
0: Definitely, for sure. Absolutely. That's an absolute yes. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I appreciate you guys coming on.
2: Thanks for having us on, man.
0: Thank you. All right, well, that about wraps up my interview with uh, Larry and Eric. Again, I just want to say thank you guys so much again, Larry and Eric, for coming on the show and talking about your new upcoming film Hillsboro Road. And uh, you can find the Hillsborough Road Indiegogo campaign link in the description of this episode and on my social media outlets. Um, make sure to check out the Indiegogo and help fund this film. This seems like a really fun project and uh like eric had said he wants to make horror fun again so be a part of this new fun horror movie that will be uh in the works pretty soon and uh it looks like there's gonna be tons of perks on there so um it's a win-win for everybody just uh claim one of the perks that that you like that they have to offer and at the same time you're helping fund the film get made Um, It's just incredible. I I really like uh, Indiegogo, Kickstarter, uh, all those websites that help fund create projects because, um, you know, this is just a great thing to do for uh, indie filmmakers, uh, indie horror filmmakers. And, uh, you know, it's just a great thing for horror fans because now we get an opportunity to see horror fans make horror films and, uh, and other projects. Like I've seen like, even like books and, uh, comics and, you know, so it's more than just movies, but, um, you know, um, uh, <laughs> it's just great to see that, you know, horror movies get made through crowdfunding. It's very cool. Very cool. Um, so as I wrap this up, uh, I just want to thank, uh, Pit Lord for providing the intro to my podcast they're a kick-ass barbecue death metal band from the Quad Cities. Um, check them out on uh, like Spotify, YouTube, uh, Bandcamp. You can buy um, their albums, physical albums, and uh, and digital uh, versions of their music through Bandcamp. Just uh, you know, go to Bandcamp and type in Pit Lord, and uh, check them out. Add them to your favorites. They're they're a kick-ass metal band and uh the Root horror podcast supports them Uh, i also want to mention midwest monster fest they are a horror and pop culture convention that will take place next year september 3rd 4th and 5th and there's gonna be tons of guests and vendors and uh contests and uh um there's gonna be a film festival there. So I mean it's just there's tons of awesome stuff to check out. It is an event not to miss. And uh for more information about Midwest Monster Fest, you can go to Midwestmonsterfest.com or find them on their social media on Facebook and Instagram at Midwest Monsterfest. Uh I do want to mention uh a clothing company that I Support and uh, I think you guys should check out. They are Paul Bear Press, and uh, they've been dropping a lot of uh sales lately, which is incredible because uh, I was able to pick up like three shirts that they had on sale. I got uh, a Halloween 3 a from Beyond and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 shirt. Um, uh, I think one was like eight dollars and then. Th- there's two of them that were like 13 bucks, but that's a steal for Paul bear press. And uh, I'm very impressed with their quality of merchandise. So that's why I tend to buy from them just because I know what I'm getting in quality horror merchandise in in clothing. Um, I I really like their hats as well. Uh, I have a few of their trucker style hats that uh, again, the quality is just amazing. So, um i you know i can't think of uh a better clothing company to support and um you know I, I can't put them over enough they're just awesome so you guys need to check them out if you've never heard of paul bearer press you can find them at paulbearerpress.com or they're on social media uh instagram and facebook at paul Press. and uh as far as my uh, Social media goes, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Rude Horror Podcast, or I'm on Twitter at Rude Horror Pod, or you can email me at RudeHorror at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> You know, I just want to mention real quick before I, I take off here that uh, I apologize that I was supposed to have Phantasm in A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, released in October uh, I just, uh, with, uh, the scheduling that I had, it just, uh, wasn't going to work. Uh, I am working on the phantasm episode right now. I should have that out shortly. Um, but you know, again, sorry, I couldn't make those deadlines. That's why I, I keep telling myself I need to quit making promises or whatever and, uh, just kind of go with the flow. But, uh, I still will do those episodes. They're still coming. Uh, they're just not going to be coming out the projected time that I had said. So apologies for that, but, uh, they will be coming. Excuse me. And, uh, uh, I will say that, uh, I will be having another guest on here pretty soon. And, um, uh, you know, again, I just want to say nothing's set in stone. Things could come up, but, uh, Uh, Very soon, I plan on talking to Joe Castro, the director and special effects guru, who uh, will be talking about his Indiegogo campaign for Terror Tunes 4. That's right. He's making a fourth Terror Tunes. And uh, I'm excited to talk to him uh, about Terror Tunes 4 and possibly the horror genre in general. So that should be a lot of fun. Um before I head off, uh, I will be playing the theme song for Hillsborough Road. So uh, stay you know stay around for that and uh, enjoy, guys. And, uh, again, support Hillsborough Road on their campaign. And uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, uh, stay tuned for the next one, guys.
2: Are you going to Williamson Farm?
1: If you go there, you'll never return. Say goodbye to all that you know. Join the pigs on Hillsboro Road. Are you going to Williamson Farm? If you go there, you'll never return Say goodbye to all that you know Join the pigs on Hillsborough Oh.